0: Happy Hemp CBD gummies are a great way to get your daily dose of CBD in both a convenient and a discreet manner. They're available in peach rings, gummy cherries, sour gummy bears, rainbow ribbons. They've got all the flavors that you would ever want. They've even got sugar-free and vegetarian options for you. It's a great product. Get Happy Hemp is the product. Make sure you shop them today. Just go to the link in the scroll on the bottom, and you can uh, save yourself a little bit of money and get the CBD gummies that you need and deserve. Get them today. Ditch the dish, cut the cable, forget your password, heavy metal television is on. Classic Metal Show, right here on the Classic Metal Show.com and Heavy Metal Television. And there's nothing more heavy metal than this guy and his band. Uh, the band, of course, Exodus. They have a brand new release called Persona Nagrada that is out on November 19th. And uh, joining us today to talk about it is the legendary drummer of the band and uh, certainly a guy that knows everything about metal, Mr. Tom Hunting. Tom, how are you, man?
1: I'm good. I don't know if I know everything, but I know a little. <laughs> You know, you know, everything that
0: matters, and that's the history of Exodus. Because if I'm not mistaken, you're the only guy that's still in the band that was there at the first, at the beginning, right?
1: Yeah. I, I was there when Gary Holt was a guitar roadie. They called <laughs> him roadie. They called them roadies back then. Right. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been quite a journey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no question, man. Well, dude, it's obviously a journey that lands in the right place right now. Persona non grata. I, I, you know, I've had a bunch of people that know I've had the record for a little while that are fans and have just asked me. They're like, "Is it good? Is it good?" You know, the, the same questions that everybody always has. And my answer's been pretty simple: If you like what they've been doing, you're gonna like this. It's just, uh, it's 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 a statement about what Exodus kind of always is, which is one of the most consistent bands from start to finish, man. It's and this is no different. It's brutal. It's heavy, and it's everything that anybody that knows exodus would want
1: that's that's pretty much encapsulates um how we feel about it too we we had a lot of fun recording this one and um you know i think it shows in the product we're we're uh we're very happy with it we just we had a blast i mean you know it's the only thing you could control during during uh, these crazy times with covid and everything we're like well we can make music so that's what we did
0: right no question man
1: well dude we before the- were- Oh good. We, sl- we were slated to make music anyway, you know. So COVID kind of kicked us in the butt. Otherwise, we might still be on that Bass Strikes Back tour today. <laughs> right? <laughs> it was it was rolling along.
0: Right. Exactly, man. Well, dude, before we get too far involved with the with the new record, man, let's let's uh let's get the um. I'm gonna say good stuff. What we'll say it's ugliness. Well, let's talk about your health, man. Obviously, you went through you went through something far bigger than a musical slump or anything like that, man. So, you know, it's great to hear that you're doing okay, but talk a little bit about that, man. Not, not necessarily going through cancer per se, but how did that change your perception of, you know, life and music and what you do daily, man, did it change it? Or is it just something you went through and now you're just like over it?
1: I think it's, um, you know, it's, it's just some stuff that, uh, that some of us are going to have to go through. Um, I'm very thankful for the science and like what they were able to do to like turn a bad situation around for me. Um, I think I got lucky. I'm a lot more lucky than brave. That's for sure. As far as perspective changes, I definitely don't, uh, I definitely don't sweat the small stuff anymore Sure, as as much, you know, I try to just like, you know, things that used to like, yeah, stress me out or whatever. It's like, it, it just ain't worth it anymore. Um, but you know, I'm in a good place now. I'm, I'm able to rejoin the band and that felt great. I got one show. I got to do one show with them back so far. And, um, we're doing another one, uh, next month, sure. a month from today, actually. Okay. And, uh, you know, I don't have any, uh, limitations, uh, dietary, physical, or whatever. Um, it's, I'm in a good place right now. I'm I'm pretty lucky. Sure, they can't they can't find cancer in me right now, and well, that's
0: the best part, right? And believe me,
1: they're they're like poking and prodding and doing screenshots and you know of my guts and innards all the time, right. and and uh, you know they 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 use words like markers and uh, margins, and all of my markers and margins are uh, are uh, just good right now so sure um uh, you know they got it all that's what they tell me uh, i won't say cancer free because that's i don't want to jinx it you know right um but um uh, you know they're cautiously optimistic sure but th- they say i have a lot to celebrate right now so i'm celebrating bro
0: absolutely i, I don't i don't <laughs> blame you but dude i i would, i haven't gone through it personally but my son went through it which you know oh, wow. if your kid's going through it then then not uh, you might you as well too. be going through it. You know, you're feeling Absolutely. it too, and,
1: and, you're care- and you're a caregiver, so that, that's, yep. you're be- just as affected by it. And you know, the thing about that, is, you know, uh, my wife, she she kind of like has been on this journey with me too. And you know, um, I think people tell me, "Oh, you're so brave," and you know, you you really tackled this head on. It's like, you know, I think the caregivers, such as yourself. True. And my wife and anybody who goes through that taking care of somebody is they get to see the darker sides of things, you know, mm-hmm. when the, on the days that you're not so brave and the days that, you know, it's some scary shit. Let's face yeah. it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. And, you know, I, I can only speak for me, but I'm sure you have the same thought is you can't explain to anybody what seeing or ringing that bell means at the end. But but <laughs> it has it has a meaning that that you know is far deeper than anything you can ever go through in life you know
1: yeah for sure no question man
0: well dude obviously you are healthy which is great which which lets you go and do this release which is fantastic man uh, yeah. now now Exodus is always kind of taking sh- some shots at modern culture but this album i don't know if it's because covid was going on and we're just all sick of social media and media in general and you know all that, but you guys took just some direct shots at everything it seems like man it just seems seems like this is a more there's not as much left to the imagination as on some exodus records, so you know talk- talk a little bit about this, man. Was it just you guys are as frustrated as as it, everybody I, is, or
1: I think um none of that was really intentional okay just um, you know we always we always try to you know. Right about, you know, at the risk of of uh, you know being being cutting edge or whatever, but we we just you know we we analyze the human condition just like a comedian would, sure. Except except we talk about the darker side of shit, you know, <laughs> right? And, and like, you know, the the ugly side of of things, and you know, G- Gary Holt's got a lot to say, <laughs> <laughs> right? It, it comes out as his riffs, and uh, you know. Um, the lyrics, like, like a lot of his lyrics, I, I don't think any of it's intentional to, like, you know, being, you know, speaking from our own bully pulpit or whatever. But, uh, you know, it's our pulpit, and we'll do what we want. So, sure,
0: definitely. You know. Now, now for you personally, you know, it's not a secret. Drumming in Exodus not an easy gig. It's certainly not ACDC. You know, I mean, it's 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 a very complex. Drumming situation and it's fast and it plays off of so many directional riffs. I'll call them because Gary does change on a dime. You know which direction he's going. How how do you develop your parts? Do you do you have to hear everything Gary's developing before you can come in and put your parts in, or do you work with him to develop the way the whole songs go, or what?
1: Uh, I I mean I hate to to use such a, a hippie cliche, but it, it's such an organic connection, to and we've been doing this so long together. So like, it's uh, we kind of know where each other's are going. Okay. Or, or you know, I, I look. I've always analyzed it like building a sandwich, you know, and and the riffs of the meat,
0: right, okay. and,
1: and the dr- the drums of the bread that holds it together, sure. and like and everything else is kind of like uh, uh sprinkles of condiments and whatever, right. but and layers, but uh it always starts with a riff sometimes it starts with a drum beat and then a riff goes to that drum beat okay. like Icon- iconoclasm from atrocity exhibit a was uh was that uh, started with a drum beat and you know he he just put that riff to it and we kind of build it from there but i mean it's once you're in the flow of like making music and like trying to come up with new stuff if you're in a good flow it it really happens fast sometimes um, you know, this record one day we recorded it all in Northern California at my place in the mountains. Right. And, uh, everybody felt good up there. Cause like, you know, we can work, we can move around. Um, the cities were all closed down because of COVID. So we were kind of like just a bunch of dudes quarantined in the mountains, you know, making metal. <laughs> and it, it started with me and him, um, just in a room with a half stack and a drum set and just bashing shit out like like the old days. And that's kind of like the way it should be. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> and like, hey, what do you think of this? Hey, what do you think of this? You know? Um, yeah. And, you know, it was uh, – I, I think inspiration was flowing pretty good. He was super happy to be back with what he calls the mothership. Um, you know, Slayer – Slayer – was awesome for him and, and us, like, it's great for our profile, great for his profile. Sure. Um, he was, uh, I think they kind of underused him. He could have, he could have, they should have used some Gary Holtz riff riff on that last record, but we'll take those riffs. Sure. And we, ta- and we love them. <laughs> <laughs> no question. So, so uh, you know, we, we, uh, it was fun. Like all I can just say is like, we had a great time making this album like more than most. And I think we're going to try to maybe stick to this formula of, because of, okay. now before like drums would get done in a proper studio and everything else could get done anywhere. Right. This was a more of a DIY record. We, we ended up doing drums in my three car garage, uh, <laughs> nice. kind of like man cave thing up there. We hung, you know, we were attacking carpet on the walls and like hanging tapestry, like, Cloth for sound waves like I didn't know about sound waves and like, you know, symbols make this section of the room bleed, this microphone bleed more or whatever. Right. Um, so we had all the time in the world to, to DIY this, you know, studio. And uh, that's how we did it. And it was fun. It was sure.
0: Fun. Now, now, you know, what I, um, Tom, I, I know a zillion musicians, as do you. And the one thing when you have time like this, and when you don't have a financial, hey, this cost us $250 an hour, or $1,000 an yeah. hour or whatever, when you don't have that, a lot of times it leads things to never, ever get done because y'all yeah. are like, well, let me try it again. Let me try this. Let me try that. You know, there's so much experimentation because you're all creative guys, everybody. Mm-hmm. Did you find that to be a problem or did, did you guys just kind of, you just knew when things were done?
1: Um. I don't think i don't think it was a problem i mean it, even though we were you know basically hanging out up in the mountains at my place um uh, you know people had other lives and like uh, my house is four hours north of the bay area so okay. guys had guys wanted to get home and jack lives in tennessee now so you know we did have all the time in the world for me personally like usually when we record all the other records, like I've had like you know, six or seven days to go in and, and do my tracks and that's it. I don't I don't get to revisit the material or or take it home and, and uh, you know process it and maybe add a few things there. Like this time, um, the drum stayed set up. They said they stayed mic'd up through the whole process. We had an A room and a B room. Um, the B room was where we where we originally wrote the shit and then we mic'd up that drum set and like we did, we did a little bit of pre-production. Um, and then the A room is where we did the tracking and like the whole time, if I heard something like on a riff that I wanted to do a different drum roll or something there, all I had to do was, uh, you know, grab our producer, Steve, who engineered the thing, um, and say, Hey, I want to add this to that, you know, all right. <laughs> Some people call it cheating, but it ain't cheating. It's just, it's just, you just want to make it right. Right. At the, at the end of the day, you have an awesome template of music to work with, you know?
0: Sure. Definitely, man. And you guys certainly do. Now, now the first single that, that you guys shared with everybody was Clickbait, which, you know, it's such a weird thing with that, that. Not the song, but the actual term. It's a phenomenon that everybody and their brother claims to hate. Everybody's like, oh, I hate fucking Clickbait. I hate it. I hate it. And yet everybody participates in it. Everybody can look, you can look at a at an article and you can say, oh, it's a clickbait, you know, it's a clickbait headline. And then everybody clicks on it anyway, man. It's so, it's so crazy that, that people get sucked into that. And it was great that you guys just absolutely pointed the finger at it. And we're like, yeah, this is bullshit, you know? You know so talk a little that, bit about the song as well as that, as that phenomenon that people get sucked into.
1: Well, I think um, again, you know, we point out the humid condition wherever possible, and uh, you know, clickbait is one of those things. And you know, hypocrisy knows no bounds. Sometimes, right, <laughs> and and also the the music part of that song, it was actually clickbait. Was a whole another song that I just was not getting on the like. Uh, sometimes Gary Holt will come up with a riff that just has me buffaloed, and I'm completely stymied, and like I can't put a drum beat to this. This this is. This is un- unbeatable, undrumbeatable. And uh, <laughs> so basically clickbait was a whole nother song. Okay. We scrapped, we scrapped 90% of it and used like 10% of it. The part I could put a beat to sure. became clickbait. Okay. And like the music of that song was literally created in about seven or eight minutes. Oh, wow. Awesome. And then, and then maybe the middle part was added later the, the, the the riff that doesn't sound like any other part of the song and you know that's it (laughs) right (laughs) there you have have it some of them some of them come together like that some of them need more layers and more time sure you know
0: whatever it is you guys all seem to have this this unique ear that i mean if you if you go through the entire exodus catalog no matter if no matter who the singer is no matter who the lineup is it's one of the most remarkably consistent catalogs really ever. I mean, other than, other than maybe force a habit, which was a little bit different. I mean, you listen to the first album, you listen to this. Yeah. There's changes because there's lineup changes here and there, but man, the music has always stayed so consistent. Is that, do you, do you put that all of that on Gary or, do, or does it more that you all just have this vision and you know what it's supposed to sound like before you even start creating?
1: I, I couldn't even tell you how that happens, dude. It just, it just does. And, um, you know, I hear, I hear a consistency, but I also hear like, you know, I hear more hooks on this record. I think blood in blood out was a little more, uh, you know, rah, rah, you know, ode to ode to old metal, older metal, like, okay. like, like, like blood in blood out was more, more, uh, geared towards you know cheering on the history of metal and mm-hmm. things like that and like atrocity a and b it was like two really dark records with really long songs that you know had their own story to tell of the human conditions and the state of the world or whatever but okay. um this one this one i just i think it has has hooks like i i hear differences between of them between a lot of them and some sound cheesy i think uh I didn't play on Force of Habit or or right. Impact is Imminent. Um they're both great records. Only death decides is like my favorite song on Impact is Imminent. Um I love the riff of that song and sure. the beats and I love I love anything Johnny Tempesta plays drums on. It's sure. Killer. And you know Shovelhead Head Kill Machine is just dark and like you know it was it was Rob Dukes like making his statement, you know, I'm a tiger and I'm fucking stalking the stage and right. you know Um. Anyway, that and the drumming on that record's amazing too. Like, I think, I think it just happens, man. It's it's to use that hippie term, it's organic, (laughs) right?
0: (laughs) It certainly is, man. Now, um, now Tom, obviously, man, you guys, you guys had the tour announced. The the bass strikes back, and a lot of us had tickets that we had to go get refunded, and you know, we'll get them, we'll get them again when it when it comes out, but. For you guys, I certainly understand it because, you know, you guys don't have the Rolling Stones money where you can accept two or three gigs being canceled here and there and not lose your ass. You know, I get that. Do you think that the world maybe started back touring a little too early? Because it just seems like even the tours that have gone on, every single one of them is either announced and canceled, announced and canceled, or, well, we're going to miss four shows because this guy has COVID or that guy has COVID. So do you think maybe everybody started just a little too quick? Um, yeah. And
1: I think, I mean, I don't know. That's a tough one because, uh, you know, we all want to get back to what we're doing and, um, sure. uh, you know, it felt really good to play aftershock festival a couple of weeks back. Um, you know, and I was talking about this with Chuck Billy, like when we were discussing whether to go on with that tour or not, I, I didn't know if I would be available to even do that tour. Cause I was supposed to be in the throes of like some outro chemo doses now. Right. And, uh, Turns out they didn't have to give those to me, which is awesome. Awesome. But, um, anyways, um, you know, I was talking to Chuck and, you know, we want this, we want this to be fun for ourselves and for our fans. And we want to be able to engage with them and trying to like contain a three band tour of, you know, Death Angel, Testament and Exodus. You know, we're all old friends. We're going to be sharing a lot of common space. Um. We did the, you know, the Rona's Chasing Us Through Europe Tour uh, right. 2020. And, you know, it almost killed Will Carroll from Death sure. Angel. And a couple other people got super sick. Anyway, um, we want to be able to engage with our fans and we want people to have fun. And I, I think uh, as to what you said, maybe maybe we were trying to do too much a little too early. Because let's face it, we're not going to be doing it on the budget, you know, to where we could be in a bubble right? and like, and everybody stays safe or whatever, um, you know, and you know, our fans are at each other's throats a little bit over this vaccine stuff. And it's like, you know, we just, we want to go back to work. We want to have fun and we want everybody else to have fun. Sure. You know, yeah. and I think uh, April, 2022, I think we're going to fire it back up again and right. uh, do the States. And plus, you know, maybe by doing that, we can maybe get to get the thing into Canada, too. Okay. Um, Canada's, yeah. a, Canada's a, an amazing place for metal, and we haven't been able to go there for years. Sure. So, awesome. Absolutely. Sorry. No,
0: nope, that's all good.
1: I'll turn my phone off. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, so, you know, various reasons, being what they are, you know, I, I, uh, all the tours didn't didn't get canceled i mean no
0: Judas yeah, I mean, there's priest, a couple.
1: Judas priest was rolling right along until until uh yeah. richie richie had his heart, heart right attacked,
0: sure know. guns and roses finished theirs but i i mean there's been some that have completed but i mean the mo- most of them if you if you look at them, the overwhelming majority did have you know at least cancellations because somebody in the band or the lineup got covid and and you know one of the one of the byproducts, and I think this would have hurt you guys as band probably more than most is I've talked to several bands that have been on the road, and they've said that it it's it's not fun. They've said that it's very job like, and you know that you know you get you get get off the bus, you play your show, you get right back on the bus, or you go mm-hmm. right to the hotel room or what have you, you know. And and you guys, that's not going to work for that lineup. That's that you know I've seen all of you guys play. 15 times a piece. And yeah. that ain't that ain't what Exodus is. Exodus especially. You guys are definitely if the fans aren't reacting then that's a loss for the band. The fans are part of that show. And Yeah. You know, much. and so yeah, for you guys to be like okay, we're on stage for 90 minutes, okay, we're running to the bus. That that's not going to work either, you know. So
1: No. And you know, um back to what you were saying too like if somebody got sick and we had to deadhead home in a tour bus and like you know the tour is postponed or whatever, somebody has to quarantine, yeah. you know, you're deadheading home in a bus, that's a ton of money. Mm. And like you're losing money because you can't play shows. And you know, and you have a you have a trailer full of merch with tour dates on them that you're not gonna play. Right. So, you know, there's a yeah. there's a lot of uh I mean there's there's risk with any tour, and you know, there's a lot of uh fictitious numbers money wise, like, and you know, there's a lot of reasons, but um, I think, I think, I think we could do it a little cleaner, a little better in April and everybody will be, you know, vaccinated and ready to come out and have fun and just, um, you know, do it right. Right.
0: No question, man. Well, for now, I guess people are just going to have to settle for listening to the record, which is called Sana non grata. It is fantastic. It's out November 19th. And Tom, where should we send people to, uh, keep up with you and the band and the tour dates and all that stuff.
1: ExodusAttack.com. Easy enough. Awesome.
0: <laughs> well, one more time, the name of the album is Persona Non Grata. It is Exodus. And Tom, as always, man. thanks for joining me here on The Classic
1: Metal Show. It's been a pleasure talking to you.
0: Thanks for checking out this episode of The Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.TheClassicMetalShow.com.